Well, cattle prices are performing really strongly, you'd have to say, and with return to season, really big restocker demand coming through loud and clear. Uh, This is raising issues, though. I think in a market like this and the lead time to sale, producers are buying in at really high prices, which carries some risk. And there's also the question, I guess, of the processes and the ultimate consumer appetite for beef at these prices. Is that flowing through and is it likely to flow through whilst our restocked prices are running so hot? Elena Barrett, can you step us through what we can expect in the cattle industry? Thanks very much, Mark. I think to start off with and to sum up cattle markets in Australia at the moment, what we could say is that we're seeing a real decoupling of domestic prices and the domestic market from perhaps what's happening globally around the world with our cattle uh, competitors, our competing exporters and our consumers. So what's driving that and and what are the key points? Well, the first thing, as you touched on, and rightly so, is the herd rebuild and demand for cattle in Australia driven, of course, by the recovery from the drought seasons and the grass in front of producers. We're seeing opportunities to not only buy breeding stock back in, but to trade and to spend a longer time with those trade cattle to get them back to heavier weights and potentially be a higher profit margin. So those couple of things combined, um, recently, as last week, we've seen the Eastern Young Cattle Indicator hit over 770 cents. This is a new record and it it peaks the March prices of earlier this year, which we weren't sure um, if we were going to see that again. The other thing we've seen through a pandemic and, and a period where we might have otherwise expected prices to soften has been really strong export demand for Australian beef and for a lower amount of Australian beef given supply is so tight and a really strong export price. So we've seen the value of our exports up by over 20% for the, for the year through to May. So why has this decoupling occurred or, or what's sort of driving the, the local price versus what's happening internationally? Obviously, drought and restock activity, as I mentioned, driving that local demand. The other major factor and one to really understand for our beef producers is the uh, what's been playing out in America. So the US, obviously a key export market for Australian beef, but also a key competitor for Australian beef in key markets like Japan and South Korea. We've seen US production capacity come back significantly, slaughter rates down significantly on the back of their lockdown measures. They just physically were not able to process cattle. That therefore created some inequality in the domestic prices in America versus export prices where it was more economic to to sell that beef locally and domestically on the US market than it was to get it to those export markets such as Japan and South Korea. So that created opportunity for Australian beef. That saw our exports increase to both those markets over recent periods and really helped to drive those prices and keep them strong through the pandemic. Another factor playing out internationally is, and a bit of an unknown, is the South American market. Again, impacted greatly and continuing to be impacted by shutdowns uh, related to COVID, so processing delays, reduced ability to export product. Remembering that this is competitively priced product to Australian beef that's currently unable to reach its end markets in the same quantities that it would have otherwise. So there's opportunity there for Australian beef over the pandemic period and and whilst ever that shutdown or um, interruption continues to occur. Going forward, the US we've seen recover very quickly. So even just the data from the last couple of weeks suggests that 
US production is back to reasonably normal levels. And the period of the lockdown has meant there's a backlog of US cattle in the system. So suggestions um, from Meat and Livestock Australia this week that there could be surplus of US beef available for export. That does potentially put some downside risk into the Australian cattle price, which has been so well held up by, by exports over recent periods. But the question then remains as to what's going to have the stronger driving force. Is it going to be the domestic conditions or is it going to be those export markets? I did just want to touch a little bit on cattle on feed as well. We've seen those numbers come back in the March quarter um, reasonably strongly from the December quarter of last year. We're seeing feedlotters under increasing demand to compete with local um, restockers, so they're needing to pay more for those cattle coming into reef to, to the feedlot. They're getting their feed uh, costs obviously a bit cheaper than it would have been through the drought. However, they've also got a reduction in finished and high-value grain-fed markets as certain markets and, and economic conditions play out and cause a bit less money in the system for those really high-value, high-marbled cuts. So the feedlot industry is one to watch and, again, uh, demonstrates that bit of a decoupling between what's happening internationally and what's happening here domestically in Australia. Going forward for the producers, however, you know, big decisions to make around trading cattle, as you mentioned, Mark, earlier at um, high prices, do you buy in and, and punt that in three months' time the, the market's still going to be there? When you've got grass in front of you, it's a difficult decision to, to make because um, obviously you need that cash flow to drive productivity. Alana, we've seen as a result of COVID-19 that demand for beefs moved towards the lower value cuts. Do you think that we can expect this trend to continue? Thanks, Mark. Well, we certainly did, particularly through the panic buying periods of March when uh, no one could buy mints from the shelves of their local supermarkets. And we've also seen a really strong return to the local butcher in sales in that avenue, really increasing through the period of the pandemic. Will it continue? It's probably a difficult question to answer. I think as consumers become educated to cooking with a lower-value cut and all of the versatility that that can bring, there's certainly room for these markets to continue to be strong. It also might depend a little bit on the total carcass value that our processors can expect from their finished animals. And that will, in most cases, be reliant on the higher value cuts, the really premium beef cuts, achieving a premium in the export markets and keeping those lower value cuts exactly that, lower, lower value uh, so should we see the price of those increase with the price of a total carcass, I think that might turn the consumer off somewhat. But as long as it remains economic and cheap, and particularly through the winter months uh, as the comfort food season is upon us, we would hope that those cuts and sales of those cuts can remain strong.